Welcome to Sports Beat KC, the Kansas City Star Sports Podcast. It's Wednesday, June 21st, and I'm Blair Kirkhoff. We're talking Kansas Jayhawks basketball today with beat writers Gary Bedore and Shreyas Lada, and there's plenty to catch up on. The NBA draft is Thursday, and where will Grady Dick and Jalen Wilson be selected? Gary brings us up to date on the likely destinations. KU held some scrimmages in conjunction with the Bill Self basketball camp recently, and Shreyas was there and shares these observations on the newcomers. Plus, we discuss latest roster moves, project a starting lineup, and we'll bring you up to date on the Brown brothers. One, Christian, is an NBA champion. The other, Parker, is now on the KU roster. Okay, let's get started talking KU basketball with Gary Bedore and Shreyas Lada. All right, you guys, it's been a long time since we've talked Kansas basketball and so much has happened in Kansas athletics. Um, so let's uh, let's catch up and we'll start in kind of reverse chronological order. So let's start with some of the latest goings on. The NBA draft is upon us Thursday night and Kansas should be well represented as they were last year. Gary, why don't you bring us up to date on the latest mock drafts for Grady Dick and Jalen Wilson? What uh, what are you hearing about their positions in the draft? Well, I think Grady Dick is still considered a likely lottery pick, although somebody has him going 18th to the Miami Heat. I forget which mock was that, but the mock everybody looks at ESPN – has him going number 11 to Orlando. Orlando, who obviously, who must like Grady, also has a pick at number six. So if they love this guy, wouldn't that be crazy if a Kansas kid grew up in Wichita, goes number six in the draft? But most people think it could be Orlando at 11. Indiana really likes him. They brought him in. He had dinner with Kevin Pritchard, but they pick at number seven. That could be a little early for Indiana. Utah at number nine supposedly likes him. Okie City at number 12 likes him. So I wonder if there will be a trade. Who knows? Jalen Wilson is considered a second-round pick, but good news for him is that most of the mocks have him in the top 10 of the second round. So it's not like they got him down there, you know, two from the bottom. So most analysts think he's draftable. And uh, one guy that I talk to all the time in the NBA still isn't discounting late first round, which Jayhawks haven't. Some of them have dropped in the past and not been drafted on draft night. But we haven't really had a story where a guy, uh, although uh, Christian Brown, I guess, was picked a little higher than we all thought. But what if uh, Jalen Wilson gets lucky and gets picked first round? That'd be wild. Yeah, that'd But be, yeah. both should get picked. Yeah, that'd be two years in a row for two first rounders for KU if that, if that becomes the case. You know, so I, I saw the I read in your story, Gary, that among the teams that Grady Dick has worked out for, the you mentioned them: the Magic, the Pacers, Jazz, Thunder, Mavericks. And had one scheduled with the Raptors, I guess. Yeah. And um, just because you worked out for them doesn't mean they're going to draft you, or you don't have to 
you don't have to have worked out for a team to to be drafted by that team. But, yeah. Um, uh, and I saw where Jalen Wilson also has his handful of teams that he's he's worked out for. But when you when you say most of the mocks, the consensus of the mocks has Jalen, you know, among maybe the first ten or twelve in the second round. I think he's safely in the second round. You just never know about that, though, do you? No, uh, I'm thinking off the top of my head. Uh, I think we all thought Devon Dotson was going to get drafted, and I know he had a big party at his house, and he did not get drafted. And Yudoka uh, Azabuke, who was supposed to go late, if at all, was first round. So, uh, and his career is in jeopardy of being over. He's a free agent, and Utah, I don't believe, wants him anymore. So, uh yeah you never know on draft night and uh you know seeing grady dick that one draft picking him at 18th that's kind of scary if if he's the you know how every year there's a guy that sits in the green room forever waiting i hope that's not grady i doubt it will be because kansas is hot with christian brown coming in as a rookie doing so well and grady being so highly thought of, I don't think he'll go 18th. Lottery's top 14, and most people have him firmly in there. Yeah, we'll talk about Christian Brown here in a, in a minute. But, Shreyas, what is it that – what would NBA scouts like about Grady Dick's game? I know you, you spent a lot of time covering him this year and getting to know his family a little bit. And what what is it about his game that's attractive to the NBA? Yeah, I mean, honestly, he's a guy that you can come in and immediately see an impact to be a role player right away. I mean, he can shoot the heck out of the ball. And I think a lot of times as college fans look at him, they're like, oh, we only averaged 14 or only, you know, shot 42% or whatever from three. But with the NBA, the guys that he's surrounded with, Grady will probably have more space than he's ever had in his life, you know, because the guys around him are probably going to be a lot better. So it'll give a chance to have... Uh, Grady with the ball in his hands and the time to take shots that he wouldn't have had at KU where he was essentially the guy that everybody looked at as like, if we can shut down Grady, then we can shut down the rest of the KU offense, which worked out in the tournament for Arkansas and a lot of other teams. Um, and, you know, he, he's a really you know mature kid. He's, you know, very like, you know, well-spoken. He's a good leader um, and he's willing to play any role he gets. I know he's excited um, about the idea of playing the NBA. It's been a dream, you know, come to Kansas, Wichita kid was the dream come true. And, and this is part two of that dream. Um, you know, and, and I remember talking to him about it for, um, a piece back in, uh, February. And, and I asked him like, you know, you see all these mock drafts and stuff like that. Like, what does it mean to you? He's like, it's nice, but I'm focused on helping out Kansas. And now he's on that next step of his career. Um, and I think he's going to have a long, long career in the NBA and, and I'm really curious to kind of see who drafts him because all the teams that uh, Gary mentioned, I think he could play a pretty big role. I really like him with Orlando, with all the young guys they have and, and the tall young guys. They think he fit right in. Um, Indiana, he could be a nice wing right there. And um, Utah, I mean, you have two other former Jayhawks right there. So, you know, I, I think he could fit in anywhere, uh, really on any roster in the NBA. How about the same thought? Uh, regarding Jalen Wilson, what what is it about his game, Shreyas, that, uh, that that could translate to the next level? I thought when Jalen Wilson got to Kansas that he might only be there for one season. Uh, and, of course, he, uh, well beyond that, played for the national championship team uh, two years ago. 
And, and, you know, at some several points throughout his Kansas career, I'd seen him mocked as a first rounder. Doesn't appear to be that for that in the cards for him this time, but still the potential to be an NBA contributor. Absolutely. I think he's one of those guys that does everything on the floor well. And this is the biggest question mark regarding with him has always been, what does he do? Excellent. You know, he does a lot of good things. What does he do? Excellent. And, you know, self talked about it today that, you know, NBA teams have said he's shot the heck out of the ball as well as anybody, you know, come in uh, workout wise, which I think is huge for him because you want to show that he can do one skill that will keep him around the NBA. And in, in the NBA, shooting is the most important skill. He can rebound the ball really well. He's a pretty good defender. But if you can showcase that he can be a three and D guy, he'll have a long career in the NBA wherever he ends up. Um, and, and I think the biggest thing with him is he's talked about it with me is just He's willing to play any role he want, you know, he gets. He knows he's not going to be Jalen Wilson, Big 12 player of the year in the the NBA. He's not going to get the shots that he got in Kansas. He's not going to make uh, you know, he's not going to take the shot collection that he took in Kansas, you know, tough mid-range, tough three-pointer stuff like that because you know, if he does in the NBA, he's getting benched just because there's a lot better guys out there. And, um, you know, I think that willingness to buy into his role, the maturity in his game, maturity off the court in the last couple of years after, you know, the DUI incident. Um, he's a guy that, you know, I feel like whatever NBA team gets, they can mold him to whatever they want as long as they believe in his ability to get become a quality role player. You know, a, a team like Boston, Golden State, I could see him play, you know, minutes in the regular season to eat up those games and eventually get himself in, you know, eighth, ninth, tenth man in the rotation. I, I know he wasn't the shooter that Grady Dick was last season, but I'll, I'll never forget the game he had in Manhattan where mm. I, I've never seen – I've rarely seen somebody zeroed in uh, the way Jalen Wilson was in that game. And that was the crazy game that K-State ended up winning on, at the end on the on the Keontae Johnson um, uh, alley-oop. But, uh, but Jalen Wilson was just uh, – talk about on fire. It was yeah. amazing, the game that he had in, in Manhattan against, as it turns out, one of the better teams in the country against K-State. And speaking of Keontae Johnson, looks like a second round uh, might be going in the second round. as well, And, and, and so will uh, Kobe, Kobe yeah. Brown of Missouri – chance to have all three of the the area schools represented in the NBA draft. So a lot to pay attention to on Thursday night when the draft comes around. Okay, Shreyas, I want to stay with you and let's 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 get some let's call this part uh, observations from Bill Self Camp scrimmages because <laughs> you were you were all over that. Both of you guys were, but um I think it's amazing to me the insatiable appetite people have for scouting reports of newcomers, man, people want to know what these newcomers are like. And you got you guys got to see them up close and personal. So, how about just some some thumbnails on on some of the newcomers? Let's start with El Marco Jackson. What did you see from him at the uh, at the Bill Self Camp scrimmages? Yeah, he, he's a, he's a special talent, Blair. I mean, he's one of those guys that I think he's going to be in college for a year or two, and he's going to the NBA. Um, his his first step is electric. He got to the rim at will against anybody. The only time I think anyone stopped him was KJ Adams uh, when he fouled him hard, and he almost made that bucket. Anyways, um, he, he's a lot of fun to watch. He, he can you know do a lot of really special things on the offensive end. He's a great facilitator. Um, it seemed like game one in the scrimmage, he was like, I want to be the guy who can do a little bit, you know, pass the ball, set up my teammates. And in game two, he was like, I just want to exert my will over the game. And, and 
and he got to the bucket anytime he wanted. You know, it didn't matter with Hunter Dickinson, didn't matter who's KJ Adams, didn't matter who was in front of him. He was just quicker. And, you know, you don't see that from a freshman, I think, this uh very often. Um, but he was special. And I think, you know, he's gonna be a fun player to watch for Kansas fans this year. All right. What what did you see from uh, Marcus Adams? Yeah, Marcus Adams was one of those guys that I was really curious to watch because he's been a late riser in this whole process. I mean, KU picked up, up in March, and they really didn't offer him a, a real con- uh, you know offer till the day of, essentially. Um, and and it seems like it's paid off because you know he had those forty point games with ball is live tournaments. But when he played in that scrimmage, I was I was pretty impressed with his ability to kind of cut, get to the right spot at you know, the basket, which I didn't expect him to kind of be ready. I thought he was him a little more raw. Um, he can really shoot the ball. He had a nice little uh, step back crossover, you know, three point fadeaway. And I was like, whoa, you know, like everyone watched it. Like, wow, you can kind of see it. He's one of those guys that I'm not sure he's going to play heavy minutes, but he could be a guy who could be, you know, an eighth, ninth man. And I think year two, year three, you could be, you know, Marcus Adams this is the Jalen Wilson of, you know, Kansas Jayhawks. All right, just a couple more quick ones. How about uh, what did you see from Nick Timberlake? I know everybody's curious about him. He's the, you know, he's the shooter, right? He's the he's the guy that they're really going to lean on. Uh, the, that comes at least with the um, has had Division One experience with his accuracy, right? Uh, they, they know he can shoot on the college level. Um, was he filling it up? Yeah, he he was he was crazy. It was funny because it feels like with with Timberlake is he can touch the ball five times and you can look and he has 15 points because he's touched it five times. Um, He's a guy that is always constantly relocating on and off the ball. Um, I think he's one of those guys that out of, you know, all the guys that have come in, he just fits seamlessly because he can play with anybody because he's such a, you know, veteran, older guy. Um, It doesn't matter the lineup. He feels like I feel like his role is already predetermined. You know what you're getting out of him, which I think is so, so important for a team that has a lot of new faces. Um, And he's going to, I think, have a fun time this year with Hunter Dickinson taking a lot of coverage down low and and these other guys and have a lot of open threes. It's just up to him to make it. All right, Gary, let's bring it all back down to earth now. Uh, you've been going to these things forever. You know, uh, you, we've known historically not to not to put too much stock into late night uh, at the fog scrimmages. These are scrimmages, right? Yeah. Um, uh, but uh, what's, what stood out to you at these? Uh, and, and then also, what did you think of Hunter Dickinson? Well, uh, I went – to the practice they had the day before they had an actual practice for the campers and uh i noticed that bill didn't yell at dickinson at all uh bill bill self is smart enough to know that even though they can practice in the summer you don't want to show your true coaching colors and scream at these guys and make life hell on them you just want to work with them maybe even act like you're this nice guy coach, but, and then you kill him, uh, kill him in the fall. But uh, Dickinson uh, in the flow of the offense at the practice was jacking up a lot of threes and Bill never told him to stop, but he bricked several and he made several. So it's strange, you know, uh, Hunter's going to shoot threes and Bill's obviously running plays for him to do that so we'll see he when he gets hot he's got a nice three-point stroke but you know Kansas is in all these close games and when it comes down to the end and you need to get 
Bill has somebody drive in there and get fouled or hit the shot. If Hunter Dickinson is jacking up threes and they don't win that game, yikes, because Bill Self does not throw away games just for for seven-footers to throw up threes. So they have to hope that he's like some of the NBA big men that has a special talent to make threes. But Bill let him do it. He wasn't yelling at him. Uh, in the scrimmage, he let him in scoring. But in the two camp games, I think he let him in scoring both times. He's real good around the hoop about tapping in his own misses when he misses. But uh, I didn't watch Michigan at all. I mean, I don't know if this guy is the greatest thing ever or what, but I know Michigan's record wasn't very good. So uh, Hunter's probably all in on being a good teammate and a good player, and I know Self loves his shooting and all that. So we'll see, but at Kansas, you got to win, and – I'm sure Hunter will buy in and try to win at all costs, but for them to win in a Bill Self system, he might be underneath the hoop a lot more than jacking up threes. We'll see. Gary, I, I think that's a terrific point, especially late in close games. Um, you, you you might see Hunter Dickinson with uh, you know taking his threes in the first half and maybe early, you know, mid mid second half, but if it's you know, if if it's seventy to sixty-eight with three minutes to go, they're inside the last TV timeout. I don't think you're going to see Hunter Dickinson shooting threes. I may be wrong, right? Could could very well happen, but um, for what? Yeah, it'll be interesting because yeah. I know there's one highlight in Michigan where he hit one almost at half court. I think to win a game. So we'll see. I don't think there's anything to suggest he's not going to be a great teammate. He looked like he was trying. He, he does talk to his teammates. One of the guys screwed up, and he was showing them where to go and stuff. So we shall see. I think he's a good shooter, but I probably should watch some tape of Michigan games because didn't Michigan, weren't they just a 500 team? Yeah, uh, but I don't know how well coached they were. And, and um, yeah. it, it seemed like a chemist- there was chemistry issues on, on that team. And there's a reason why he's not there oh, okay. anymore. So yeah. Okay. Hey, let's take a break. We got a lot more to get to uh, with Gary Bedore and Shreya Slada, and we'll be right back. We're back on Sportsbeat KC, the Kansas City Stars sports podcast, and we're talking Kansas athletics with beat writers Shreya Slada and Gary Bedore. And guys, I remember after the season, after Kansas lost in the NCAA tournament, and we were projecting next year's roster and starting lineup, it did not include Kevin McCuller. Uh, yeah. And the roster did not include Zach Clements, um, and here we are, uh, just you know, in um, you know, in, in summer, and both players are back on the roster. Gary, tell us how that happened. <laughs> start with let's start with McCuller first. Well, uh, at the banquet postseason, self made a masterful move by making it perfectly clear to McCuller and his family that if he would ever wanted to come back, which was not even in the realm of possibility at the banquet, he was going to be all in for the draft, that he was welcome. I want you back, Self said to him. And uh, I think he's a, Kevin's a veteran of those NBA workouts because he did it last year, saw the same thing that nobody was guaranteeing him second round or 
or whatever. I don't know if they ask flat out for that, but so McCuller, rather than, uh, you know, go through the whole thing where you work out for 12 teams, figured I'll come back. Now, he, he didn't say it, but you get good NIL money. Uh, I don't know what the, what, what the going rate is, but you get NIL money, you get another year at Kansas, and now it's his team. It was Ochai's team. It worked out well for him with the draft. It was Jalen Wilson's team. It supposedly will work out well for him, second round. And now McCuller, while not a scorer, if he can have a great year, maybe it'll maybe he'll be first team all league and all that and lead them to greatness. And then he gets a good uh a good a second round spot. As far as Clements, uh picking Santa Barbara, um I think he probably just started to think, what am I doing? I mean, we haven't talked to him, so I shouldn't speculate, but why go from Kansas to Santa Barbara if Kansas will have you? So he's going to redshirt, they announced today, and he'll be great at practice for, uh, you know, they need practice to to go against uh, Dickinson and Parker Brown. So I just think uh, Clements just thought, you know, I'm going to give up McCarthy Hall. I'm going to give up this great weight room and this great weight trainer and all these stuff. I mean, I imagine Santa Barbara's facilities aren't anything like KU. So my guess is he just woke up and said, Mitch Lightfoot did it. He was here six years, got pretty good his last year. I'll, I'll give it a shot. So that's my t- my guess. Anyway, that's a good one. That's a good, and I've I've actually been to Santa Barbara's facility. Not Have you really? Yeah, yeah. I think it's called the Thunder. They, I think they call it the Thunderdome where they play. Um, smallish, you know, gym, but um, it's a great city. That's for sure. Yeah, I, I agree with you, Gary. If you're, you know, if you want to develop, if you want to, you know, develop your game, especially if you're a big man, um, doesn't matter your playing time throughout your career. You're going to play. Um, there's no better place to do it than, than Kansas and to play for Bill Self. So Zach Clements is back, um, and so is Kevin McCuller. And Treyas, uh, Kevin McCuller starts, doesn't he? I mean, I think he, he's going to start, right? Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah, he'll start the three, K.J. Adams, Hunter Dickinson, um, Dwan Harris, and then Timberlake maybe? Is that how you kind of see it right now? I think so. I think Timberlake is probably locked up that two spot. At least the has the significant edge. I mean, he's a six-year guy. You'd expect him to play a start. Um, the one thing I want to keep an eye out in is Morris is really, really talented. Uh, Arteria Morris and Marco Jackson. Those two guys are right nipping on the you know, heel of, of Timberlake. But I think skill-wise and just looking at the rest of this roster, I think Timberlake is a better fit around Dewan Harris and, and the rest of the guys. I mean, he's a guy that doesn't really need the ball in his hands. Just, you know, get him in, in, into space and give him a chance to, you know, take to the the rim if he wants because he's pretty athletic or, you know, just get him uh, an option of being on the corner and, and passing the ball. And uh, Arteria Morris, I think one thing I noticed in this scrimmage is he's very good with the ball in his hands. And that one thing was like, how can they play? How can they play Harris and Morris together? and maximize both their strengths if they're best with the ball in his hands, in their hands. 
Um, so where I feel like Timberlake's fit is a little better on that end. And, and you have to think seniority has to play a little bit of a factor. You're a 60 year guy. You can pick in between Kansas, UConn, and UNC. I, I probably predict they probably said, hey, you're starting this year. Um, you know, I don't know what happens by, you know, maybe midseason it changes, but I think Timberlake has the two spot locked up at least right now. Man, is Kansas going to have one of the most experienced starting lineups in college basketball next year? Unbelievable. Um, nobody will be less than a three, you know, if it's Harris, Timberlake, McCullough, Adams, and Dickinson, I guess KJ would be the least experienced guy, and it'll be his third year in the program. Um, same for same for Dewan Harris, but everybody else, fourth, fifth, sixth. I mean, at least in the starting starting lineup, it's it's amazing. It's um, a lot of a lot of age and experience there for KU. Um, and Gary mentioned this name earlier, um, Parker Brown on the roster. I think I'm probably the only one of this group that has seen Parker play in person, unless Gary, you caught him in, in a high school game or something when he was at Blue Valley Northwest. Uh, but I saw him play at Missouri a couple of games, and he is athletic. He um, he reminds me of another Brown, Christian. Uh, <laughs> uh, Parker's a little bit bigger than his brother Christian, but um, but not by 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 a couple inches maybe. But the guy can hoop. He's he plays around the basket. He shot like I don't know 68 percent at Santa Clara last year. Two years at Missouri, two years at Santa Clara. And now he's at now he's at KU. Interesting get. For, for Bill Self's team, Gary, uh, what, what kind of expectation is there for Parker Brown? Well, he averaged about 10 points a game. Um, with Zach Clemens redshirting, that's a specific statement that we're not going to take away Parker Brown's role. You know, Parker might have beat out Zach anyway, but uh, Self – has Parker as the only other big right now. But uh, I did – you saw him at Mizzou. I, I agree. I saw him playing for Mocan. Always liked him a lot. Uh, he stood out in those games because he he's a vicious dunker. Yep. And he's the, Br- the Brown family athlete. He's a great athlete, like you said. So uh, – We'll see if he if he contributes anything much, but uh, I just think that family they they everything they touch turns to gold, and it might they might KU might get a break on this. Uh, I don't know uh, how the talk started with him wanting to come, but uh, should be should be pretty good. He's supposed to be a very quiet guy. According to Dewan Harris, who's great friends with all the Browns, and uh, he said that Parker doesn't say a word, which is all right, you know. He's just a quiet guy. So right. I, I don't know. I mean, Hunter Dickinson uh, never got. He didn't get in foul trouble at Michigan. Ho- hopefully for KU, he won't hear. But if he does, you got KJ who can play there like last year. But you you throw in Parker Brown and see if at this level he's good. So I think he'll get every opportunity to be that backup because at practice they got until Zach got here they got two bigs on one end 
and the rest of the team is on the other end as perimeter players, including KJ Adams. So that oh, D Dylan Wilhite too is on the bigs. He's a walk on. So uh, Parker Brown is your backup right now, and if he's not good, then I guess they could have KJ slip down there for a while. But Bill has KJ as a perimeter player right now. Okay, and before we get to Parker's brother and um, and then the show that he put on in Game Three of the NBA Finals, Shreyas, just give us a little bit on on KJ. I know you talked to him recently, and and uh, what's he he really is a a trend upward guy, and it looks like he's doing everything he can to even ex expand his game even more. Talk about that a little bit. Yeah, I mean, if there's a guy that I'm a believer on from the returning players from last year, I'm a KJ Adams believer. I really think he's got the talent to play the NBA. It 100% comes down to can he shoot the basketball? I think he does everything on the court really well, um, and he's you know you know the one thing I think everyone thought was missing was. Does he have a mid-range? Does he have a three-point shot? And, um, you know, last year he had a breakout year, you know, tremendous inside, really good defense, held his own against bigger, taller guys as a six-foot-six, six-foot-seven guy. Um, his rebounding, I mean, it was okay, but he was great at boxing out that let, you know, McCuller and Wilson uh, get the rebounds. Um, you know, the one thing was always, can he expand his range? And, and you know, he told me that's always been working on in Austin this summer is just shooting and shooting and shooting. And uh, I know it's been uh, it's, it's been noticed by his teammates because Jamar McDowell was talking about how nice it looks last time we talked to him at media availability and uh, how he's making the shots and um, they've been impressed. Um, you know, obviously he hasn't thrown it out there. You know, hasn't shot the ball too much in the scrimmage that we watched. I think he shot it once. He made it. Um, but you know, if he can just get comfortable to expand his range, I think it gives Ku more offensive options and and you know it really puts. I think him in a contention of being potentially drafted if he can expand that range. Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing him play. I I, I agree with you. I, I think he is. Um, he just gets better. He's gotten better every season, and I, I just expect another step for him this year. Maybe almost pushing all conference potential for for KJ Adams. All right, Gary um, uh, Parker or uh, Christian Brown with his. Uh, uh, with his NBA championship ring now, and uh, it was a quite a quite a scene. It really allowed Kansas fans to plug into the NBA Finals this year to watch him yeah. play for the Nuggets. And that 15 points he scored in Game Three was terrific. Uh, great individual effort by by Christian, and and we all know now the the, the stories. He was three time state champion in high school, won a national championship at Kansas, and then became the fifth player in basketball history to win an NBA title following an NCAA title, really joining Magic Johnson, among others, um, with that. So amazing stuff by uh by Christian Brown. And then Bill Self was there for game five, I noticed, and and uh and Curtis Townsend, they got their photos with him after the game. Um what what a what a nice publicity moment for for KU and the program to have Christian Brown do what he did in the NBA Finals. Yeah, and uh, the the next couple of days later at the parade, he was probably the most popular Nugget. <laughs> yes. Going crazy, yes, he was. Um, unbelievable. He's got a coach who loves him. 
He's praised him many, many times this year. Uh, Jokic loves him. He just, you know, there was a point of this playoff where they they benched, didn't bench, but they went to a seven-man rotation, and Brown might be out of it. It was the Lakers series, I think. And he put him back in, and they kept him in. And I think Malone made a smart move because Brown added so much on defense. He'd steal the ball and such a spark that uh, it it was a really smart move. They probably would have won it anyway if they went with seven men, but uh, that one game he didn't play, they they were experimenting a little bit, I guess, and uh, he went back to Brown. He didn't score much, but what a rookie year, and he's got a couple more years on his rookie contract, so uh, he's on top of the world, and with all that partying he did at the parade, I watched an interview after the parade. The guy was great <laughs> uh, as far as what a coach would want. He praised all the veterans. He didn't praise himself at all. And, you know, maybe Christian has a good bloodline, but it looked like he was drinking a lot of champagne and beer. And <laughs> he seemed like the, it's like the classiest interview you've ever seen. He was great after – basically going crazy, running up and down the street. <laughs> so for that guy's sake and all the people that helped him through the years and for his sake, I hope he keeps it up because what a story. I mean, Blue Valley Northwest winning it every year almost. Uh, Mo Can, just all that. And now, maybe you know this, is Grady Dick about to be the highest drafted Kansan ever? From the yeah, from the state of Kansas, that's a good question that we're going to have to. How about Darnell? Darnell Valentine wasn't lottery, was he? No, I don't think so. Also from Wichita, but I, I don't think he was. I don't think he went as high as the top ten. But I got to I got to double check that. Um, and I don't know um, who. I just don't know who else would. Uh, would, would be in that category. Uh, we always, we always think about it in terms of Kansas city area kids, uh, yeah. but not necessarily the state of Kansas. I'll, you know what? I'll have to go back and see where Lucius Allen was selected. Um, remember the old, yeah. the, the old UCLA KCK Wyandotte guy, KCK and see where he got picked. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's something to keep Just an eye on, something to look up, that's for sure. Something I wondered today, because I forgot about Darnell Valentine and how high he might have went, but if if somehow Grady went number six to Orlando, wow. I, I got to think that would be the highest for a, for a but, Sunflower uh, that, State native. They've been more saying he'll be their second pick. They get a six and an 11, but uh, if they love him that much – they might have to trade up one or two slots to make sure they get them. Cause what if some Dallas grabs them at 10 or something? Right. But uh, Kansas is on a roll with Christian Brown from Burlington and Grady Dick, the amazing uh, lottery pick from Wichita. Yeah. So it was a painful end of the season for Kansas, but it seems like everything's breaking their way since, <laughs> since the end of that with their roster, with the NBA finals, with the NBA draft, um, a lot of things coming up KU these days. So 
We'll all be paying attention to the draft on Thursday night. And you should always pay attention to Shreyas Lada and Gary Bedore in the print editions of the Kansas City Star online at kansascity.com. Great catching up with you guys, and we'll do it again soon. Sounds good. Thanks, Blair. That will do it for today. Thanks to Randy Mason for putting together the show and to our Sportsbeat KC staff of Monty Davis, Jeff Rosen, and Scott Chasen. Tip of the cap to Gary Bedore and Shreyas Lada for sharing their insights. You will not find a better digital sports section in America than the Morning Sports Edition. News, features, commentary, box scores, they're all there. Check it out at liveedition.kansascity.com. Thanks for listening, and stay tuned for another Sportsbeat KC podcast where we give you the best conversation in Kansas City sports. Sports.